Welcome to NT Talk Wrestling, hosted by yours truly, me, Alexis, and me, Trey. So, we're doing the ups and downs for Monday Night Raw. Day two. Yeah, you won't hear about this first one because this first one got interrupted. <laughs> Thank God I can delete this stuff. But, we're going to go ahead and try to get through this. Give you guys a good chunk of what we, be- you know, how we feel about it as well. You know, but it's okay. We're going to go ahead and just jump into it. You know, so first thing is Edge and Beth Phoenix. They come out to the ring. They're talking shit, of course. You know, trying to get a match with, of course, Rhea Ripley and um, Finn Balor. This is the basically the match that was the substitute for the one that's supposed to happen on the Royal Rumble was supposed to have Demon Finn Balor taking on Edge. So they decided, well, we're going to add a little bit more to it and add Rhea Ripley so people can... Which wasn't there tonight. Yeah, which who wasn't there tonight for some odd reason. You know, maybe because she just wasn't there because she didn't want to be there. Maybe she don't like Florida like that. Probably was just backstage. She More likely, that's probably what it is. She was just backstage. Didn't want to show her face. They didn't have her. They didn't want her appear on TV. Yeah, didn't need her to appear either. So, jumping day. Or like they said, she could be promoting. Exactly, literally, legitimately. They sometimes could literally not be lying because that actually does happen. Yeah. Because you know, probably doing some talk, some some promotional touring, or getting photographed for the posters. Yeah. Don't forget, they said it's like eight weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely doing posters and things like that. So certain people ain't showing up because they need them to be there. And they're doing maybe some commercials. But because anyway. something may pop up during, you know, next week. You got to pay attention because next week is the Super Bowl. One of the most watched television, part of television of all time. The Super Bowl. For the game, yeah. So... You think WD's not going to take a 30-second time slot for that? Yeah, so she's probably going to be in that. But anyway, move on. Oh, anyway, so, yeah. That was Just, basically what this was. Yeah, this was. Condom came out there, talked shit about him being in uh, in the slammer. You know, then they ran to the ring and tried to beat up on Edge and Beth Phoenix. But, of course, D'Angelo Dawkins, who had some ass tonight against him, against Damian Priest. And, of course... Montez Ford come out as well, even the odds up. Then they hit to a commercial break because I want to make sure to state this because you see the fact that when we come back, you're like, what the fuck? D'Angelo Dawkins and Damian Briggs is in the ring, but nobody else is outside. That's because we didn't see it, but Adam Pierce came out during the commercial break, which I do like. They stated it. They stated it, but I like the fact that they didn't show it. You know, it wasn't the old picture-in-picture. Picture. They do the same thing like AEW, picture-in-picture, picture, but they went to a full commercial break. I like that. I like more of the full commercial breaks, and you missed this. Hey, this is something you missed. You know, don't do like AEW and overkill the goddamn picture-in-picture. Picture. We know you had the function of doing that. Anyway. Anyway, this match is pretty good. We already know... That D'Angelo Dawkins is not going to win this match because, first of all, you know he's good at single competition. 
So the whole thing that was the main appeal is not for you. It's more for Montez Ford. So, and he's going against the main event in Damian Priest. So Damian did his duties and sent Dawkins home. So he had a backstage segment where it shows finally that Triple H is paying attention. Because... Oh, it's also the state that this follows women, women-centric. Yes, very women-centric. You'll find out. Because you have... The main event was actually had, the main Which, of course, should, of course should First be. of all, you had the whole thing with Beth Phoenix. Then you uh, had the backstage segments with... With a, a bunch of different women. Because uh, you'll find out like, it was a I want to say Katie Lee, but it ain't Katie. It's... Yeah. It's... Who cares? She's not important. Just say who she, what she is. Johnny Gabano's wife. Yeah, that. Then you had the backstage segment with, with, right. uh, with, what's her face? Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. You had the backstage segment with Meech and Piper and, um. Yeah. Johnny Gabano's wife. This. Yeah. But there's a lot of wild women heavy. So. Then you had the main event, which was the cage match. match that we missed out on at Raw 30 two weeks ago. So, yeah, this was a lot of... But it was definitely very heavy on the women. But... Maximum male models... Maximum male models are finally on Raw, which is a good thing. Triple H finally realized why waste his talent on fucking SmackDown, which is going to dis- disappear because it's got a lot of talent over there. Let's send them to Monday Night Raw, which is great. Their gimmick will never get old. Their gimmick will never get old. And they bring humor to it. You don't understand how important humor is and how it can get people this just to look at you. This gimmick is old. It is never old. This gimmick has been done before. Who cares? It's been done by several groups. But anyway, move sure on. Sure enough, it has. But there's a reason. But anyway, move on. Told. It never gets old. So Chelsea Green pops up. She's in the regular clothes, by the way. This is the first time you see her. She's acting like a Karen. That's her gimmick. Which I like that because no one else actually played that gimmick. You know, being a Karen, which is literally there. They showed a rehash of, you know, Friday night. And then Baron Corbett and Dexter Loomis had a match. This is actually a good match. Dexter Lumis wound up winning. That'll be important. Thanks to uh, later on. But, yeah. Then you had Becky Lynch coming out there. She's talking trash. Of course, about Becky. About Bailey. Excuse me. This leads to Brock Lesnar. This is supposed to be the first contract signing, which is nothing more than the appearance of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley because they're continuing that storyline. I'm believing this is going to take place at, um, yeah, it's going to take place at Limited Chamber, which I was so, so glad about because do not waste Brock Lesnar taking on fucking Bobby Lashley as a main event match at WrestleMania. That would have been a travesty. Everybody wants to see Brock Lesnar take on the present Brock Lesnar, Gunther. Okay. More on. likely have him pass the torch because it's going to be for the Incontinental title, so Brock is not going to win. Even though I would love to see Brock win, 
so he can actually become a triple crown for something that didn't exist during this time period when he was relevant and he should have. Right? Can you imagine that Brock Lesnar is not a triple crown because he's never been in the uh he's never been in the mid card, by the way. Never. He's always in the main event scene. So, yeah. Now that Roman got the belts, he's been relegated to the mid-card the first time. Also during this one, you saw that he landed two F5s on Bobby Lashley. The first one was scripted straight out. He both to do that. The second one was not. Hell if I was not. Crowd chanted for one more, and Brock Lesnar said, Hey, why the fuck not? He wouldn't have did that if the crowd did not chant for it. He was going to walk away. He grabbed his hat and walked and did, and he's going to walk away into the sunset like a cowboy. But the crowd was saying, One more time. One more time. Something will break. Yeah. Something will break. Something will break. Something will break. I don't can't remember her first fucking name, but save it damn much. Yeah. Candace LeRae? Candace, yeah. Candace fucking Lorraine, yeah. What a name <laughs> like that, man. Who puts a Candace up there? Candace, so you get a backstage statement with Candace Lorraine. Don't like about those whites. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, Bob. I can remember her damn name. Candace Lorraine and, uh, uh, what the Johnny fuck? Johnny Gavano. Johnny Gavano and, uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis supposed, supposedly drew a picture, picture of, of them. Of Johnny, Johnny and Candace. And the, their the family, family. But and, and somehow, the, uh, somehow in the background the background of the picture, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross was so, so for some reason, Candace go look to the bag, and Nikki's in the bag, and she said, "Nikki, just Nikki, what you doing? What's going on?" And, and Nikki off. just run off like, "Okay, whatever, move yeah. on." Yeah, trying to come on those wife. <laughs> Follow it. So, Alright, then this brings you to the match. Brings you to the match with Look. Piper Nevin. Yeah, I could I'm gonna say Piper, Piper Nevin because she's no longer do drop. No, I could I could her name got stuck in my throat. I couldn't get her name together. Limitless Mia Yim, because she's not mentioned. Let's call it what she is. Mention and Candace Michelle. Uh, Candace, Candace Lorraine. Mich- Candace Lorraine. I'm gonna say Candace Michelle. Mm-hmm. Candace Lorraine. Was it somebody? Oh, and um, Carmella. Carmella, who winds up being the winner. Fatal four way to get to be a part of the Elimination Chamber match yeah. to face. To face. <laughs> Yonka Belair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, everybody doing what they do, and Carmella yeah. comes up, up with the W. W for All right, boom. Surprise roll up. This leads to a backstage segment where it breaks up. Baron Corbett and yeah, he calls him an idiot, failure, da 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 da. JBL, which doesn't really fucking matter because the main thing is behind them, which is the main thing that's important. What you're seeing behind the scenes, you're seeing <laughs> a Shelton Benjamin, a Cedric Alexander, who somewhat reason them back together, but never said why and how they got back together. By the way, because they supposedly broke up because Cedric wanted to be a pancreas. <laughs> That just disappeared. Don't even imagine. Make you forget. And of course, Montez Montavious Porter, MVP. They sitting there. They 
Can't can't hear what they're saying, but you can see that they slap high fives with each other and they ain't looking pretty good. That's important because right directly after this backstage segment and the other backstage segment was dealt with Piper Nevin threatening Johnny Gavano's wife. Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle, Candice LeRae. My name is Ken Come in and say, chill out. Or like I call him, Limitless Mia Yim. (laughs) Limitless Mia Yim comes out there and is like, no, that ain't happening, girl. Get up and get out of her face. Of course, Piper Nothing is like, yeah, don't worry. I can eat both of y'all. This goes back to the ring with... With Alpha Academy taking on Hurt Business. Call it what it is. Hurt business. Which hurt business get the W. Two thirds of hurt business. Well, they get the W. All right, move on. They get the W. They celebrate. They still uh, sitting out in your windows of, we don't know who this is. We don't know what this is. As exactly as if they're trying to erase the fact that hurt business existed. Because, you know, back then you didn't want to, you don't remember the hurt business as it was beforehand because it was trash. You know. So this leads to a backstage segment with, of course, the Miz being the best talent enhancement as he can possibly be, you know, talking about, you know, Rick Booz, who I really don't give a shit about in single competition. I really don't. All right, move on. I really don't, buddy. You know, they have a little, you know, spat together. They, you know, talk shit. All been out to them while the door is open, Adam Pierce is listening in and like, oh, the Miz, as soon as the Miz started talking about how if he had more time and all that stuff, he would have beat Rick Booz and everything like that. Bam, immediately pops up. Rick uh, and Pierce say, oh, hey, yeah, you know, since you want to talk about it, how about a match next week between you and Rick Booz, which, of course, again, going to lead to the Miz losing because he's talent enhancement. Which is nothing wrong with that. Because that's a perfect fit for the Miz. He already got a triple crown. He doesn't need anything else. You know, seriously, he doesn't. He just dared to be talent enhancement. The Miz doesn't need to win another damn thing, period. But random matches here and there. Seriously. Real truthfully, I just want them to finally put Rick Booz and Shesuke Nakamura right, back come together. On. Girl, come down. Okay, no, then when somebody calls again, don't say nothing. Then you have, you know, Seth so Green, who appears now in wrestling gear. So this Karen was not playing when she said she wanted a match. She's like, nah, nigga, I want a match now. So he gave her a match. So he was gave her a match. He really could literally kill this woman by having a goal against somebody like Priyanka Balea, you know. But, you know, thank God he's not, you know, Tony Deville or somebody like that or hell, you know, as I certain certain somebody. She goes against Austin, she gets the dub Austin yeah. gets the W. You know, lucky that he's not a uh, certain somebody with playing but, player. But who all, always say the Undertaker. But uh, I still get the yeah, but this, w, but along the ringside was all the women exactly. who was in the. By the way, Gary Zay, she got surprised that it was Oscar who debuted her new character, the new gimmick. She slimmed down a bit too, by the way. I kind of like him when she was kind of thick, but hey, still not bad. She can move around a little bit, a little bit better. But, you know, all the women appeared ringside literally out of nowhere, like, you know, materialized 
uh, thin air like this is the Matrix. You know. Who's going to be in the Eliminate Chamber? So that was Natalia. Uh, Nikki Cross Nikki, was there. I don't know. Nikki Cross just came out of nowhere. I don't she, know if Nikki Cross is even in the goddamn. No, she's uh, not. Chamber. It's Nikki. It was Nikki Cross came out of nowhere. Uh, we said Natalia. It was uh, the tall. What's the tall girl name? Um, Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel Rodriguez. You know. Uh, uh, it was Carmella, Carmella and. Cause she just uh, somebody else, Liv Morgan, and Liv Morgan, all Liv that was Morgan. great time. And then of course, who had to show themselves since anyone else is there? Oh, I'm not even gonna be at goddamn uh, I mean, Chamber Bianca Belair. She put everybody over. She said yeah. all good talent. I was there last year. And look but what who, I did with my. Who my gonna hands. step? Who? But the question is, who gonna step up? Yeah, to face to me. Face me. Boom. Into that. Into that. Exactly. You know, she said, look what I did with my chance at I became the Raw Women's Championship. You know, Miss Roman Reigns over here, you know, not wrestling. At least so far, we've seen not wrestling so far on the chamber. You know, yes, I'm going to call out Miss Roman Reigns over here. You know, Portland Roman Reigns was taking you know, not wrestling. Roman Reigns did it fucked up because he's dual champion. At that point in time, if I remember correctly. <laughs> well, I like the face, the face paint and everything. The, uh, oh, yeah, Cody Rhodes come up. That's not, that's not then you have a big segment with Cody Rhodes. The important part of this segment with Cody Rhodes. This was an AEW style, you know, confrontation. This pitch was unscripted. The two men in the ring were basically given a time limit and topic they wanted to hit on. After that, go out there to the ring. So basically, it just led to Cody saying, "Everybody want, everybody was taking that. I wasn't taking this personal. I, I just, just wanted to just, just take it and get a belt. Yeah. But since all of y'all want to take it personal, so now I'm gonna take it. To because, tell Roman, I'm gonna take it personally. Because, take the belts." Because Paul Heyman brought up something his last conversation he had with his his dad, which I do not believe was not a lie. I mean, we ain't gotta it go was, to all the reasons. It was, we, we don't have was, to go. No, 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 no. It was, you know, he Paul Heyman it up a bit. Yes. More likely, Dusty did say that Roman Reigns was a little bit better of a wrestler at the time than his son, Cody. Yeah. You can see right. Roman could be good. And at the time, probably better than Cody definitely was. Not the time. Was better than Cody was at the same time period. No joke. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's better than Cody now, hell no. <laughs> Just AEW Cody Rhodes. No way. <laughs> but yes, at the time period, he was definitely better than Cody was at the same time period. But again, Cody didn't get the polish of yeah. having developmental. <sighs> which Paul Heyman did mention, by the way. He's a... Cody did not get didn't get any type of developmental. He was tossed out there to the wolves. Because that's before the uh homeless center was invented. It wasn't a good idea. That was a good idea. You know, Cody was fucking green. <laughs> Cody was fucking green as shit. He was not this. 
But this was uh, this was real. I like that because they just shot the hip, went at it, and Paul Heyman was like, "Damn, Cody," because he told the truth. Yeah, Paul Heyman was very good and instrumental to his to his career and everything else like that. It was great AEW style promotion. I I love it. It was good. Damn straight. And I know Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes, so it couldn't fail. Paul Heyman's good at shooting at the hip, but Cody Rhodes literally was AEW and did it for a living. But great. None of that was scripted except for the fact it was time to go. <laughs> when it was time to go, Cody <sighs> finished it up. Yes, I was about to say he gave it a golden up on that too. We watched the video. Yes, it was. WWE was toying with this. They can see if they can get people. What time is it? Oh, it was about 7-12. Not even close to being uh, dark yet, really. Next is Montez Ford taking on a light. This is the main match that you wanted to look at was he's looking at the... Um, if you look in at Street Seth Rollins came in and oh. oh, oh, oh. I, I, I love Triple H. Because he is breaking all the rules. He literally is. He's breaking the rules. So, as the Montez Ford, of course, one, because he needs more in-ring as a singles competitor talent because, you know, Dawkins can do it every time he feels like it. He's big and athletic and can do it. You know, Montez is the one that needs to be, you know, get the rust off of him. <sighs> but after that match, and, of course, DeAndre Dawkins wins. Who is out there? Of course, Austin Theory talking shit. So what he do? The ubiquitous stand on the ter- stand on the announcer table and showcase title hold up title thing, right? Stand looking menacingly so he get a good picture for the uh, for the camera crew. Yeah, you think that was gonna be it, and then it's gonna fade to black and go to commercial, right? We was all thinking that. We was all thinking that. We was all thinking that. <laughs> then a joke come out. <laughs> this joke come out looking like fucking Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I can't lie. Look like fucking Jeff Hardy with the mesh shirt and the uh, sleeves. Look like fucking Jeff Hardy. Fucked up. Sweeping the leg right from under <laughs> off the stairs. I'm laughing because I didn't see this. I literally didn't see this comment. This is the first time I can say this. Sterling got me good because I literally did not see this comment. I did not see that comment. I could be in the ring, literally in the ring, and see the whole see the whole thing from God's view, and I still say the same thing. I didn't see it coming because this is not how it goes. Austin Derry holds the title up. He's on the tur- he's on the sta- uh, the table holding the title up. Is that fade to black? Go backstage or some shit. You know, match over, done with. Scene. No, Seth Rollins said, Nah, I gotta send this scene. Trip that man up, drop, knock him on the goddamn table. He rolls off and stomps him. <laughs> I did not see that coming. That was good. That was good. That was good. No lie, that was good. Then the of course the cage match happened. Now um, Dakota. Which is, was a good cage match. Yeah, Dakota's in crunches. For some more reason, I think he's faking it. By the way, because I don't really, yeah, she was faking it. So, 
What happens is in the match, you have EO and David Cole try to interfere as usual because they try when every time they say, "Oh, it's it eliminates the possibility of interference," no, it don't. It never did that because the goddamn cage match was invented, by the way. Just with a surprise assist comes. Surprise assist comes from, from Lita. Lita. Now, if you remember last year, they had a very, you know, emotional, you know, matchup where Lita was going after the title that was held by Becky. Becky was like, "I'm my mentor is coming at my belt. What the fuck?" Right, which led to Lita wind up losing anyway. But it looks like they finally made amends. Over the time period. Mm-hmm. Because she came out and helped her against Dakota and Eo Sky, which allowed for Becky Lynch to. Uh, I think she climbed up. Yeah. It was a distraction for Becky um, on to on Bailey, because Bailey was like, what the fuck? And yeah. then and Becky did what she did. Yeah, because she didn't escape. She pinned. Yeah, because she still in the ring. She pinned her and Lita wanted to go in there, give him the hug, and you know, change the spotlight. And, which is good because no one expects that to happen. Because, again, because just before the music hit, they like, no, Becky doesn't have a friend in the world. Friend in the world, shit. because again, there's been always been the push that's been always there. Becky is three against one, three against one, three against one, three against one. Now, at least three against two. It's, Hopefully this is not this definitely is not the end of this shit. Hope she gets more another person to show up. As a uh, triple threat uh, tag team six man tag match, six man tag match where you had damage control taking on Becky Lynch, Lita, and someone else. Trish. That's hoping Trish actually. I was gonna say that. That's real. I was gonna say the same. I was literally about to say that same name. <laughs> I was gonna literally say that name. Trish. Hopefully it's Trish. That's real. I want to be Trish. You know. So they can have that, you know, multi-man, multi-woman match. So anyway, that was the end of the show. Anyway, that was the end of the show. So, what did you give the uh, rating of this show? I gave it a six. A six. I was going to say a seven. It was about that good. You know, potential is there. All the potential is there for, you know... All the potential is there for this to be good, you know. I'm hoping it's good, you know. I'm just hoping it's good because they got a lot of talent now on Monday Night Raw. You have the fact that you have, you know. Oh, before we let go, uh. Oh, yeah. Send, you know, thoughts and prayers to Jerry King Lawler. Uh, he yeah. had another stroke. He had a stroke. Praying for him to speed recovery. recovery. Yeah, because this is the second one. The first one, you can't lie and say you didn't see it unless you want wasn't wrestling. He had live on air. I remember that same day. I don't remember the exact dates, but I still remember it vividly. Him being dragged right off in a... Um, being dragged right off in the gurney. And they, you know, unscripted, you know, carrying on the, what's going on. So it was pretty good. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll give it, like I said, I'll give it a seven. I think it was pretty good. Pretty decent. 
it has a lot of good talent on there. So I'm hoping that all this winds up leading to some good outcomes. You know, maybe you still find a way to get Bianca Belair a match on, you know, Elimination Chamber. But you know, probably not because the Chamber match is going to still take some time up anyway. So if I understand it, like the Royal Rumble is going to take maybe half an hour, if not an hour on its own. So, yeah. If that's the case, then hey, okay, I understand. This just seems kind of crazy leaving the Raw Women's Champion off the match. Mm. But you're going to find some way to squeeze Charlotte in there somehow. I mean, you don't want to have too many matches because you got the two elimination matches. Yeah. That's going to take, that's the only reason take like, most yeah. of the time. So, you want to do like, okay. You want to do like maybe six matches, maybe? Since your champion is already, because you're gonna have Sami Zayn, who's gonna be the probably if not the four on main. No, it's not gonna be the four on main. Within the chamber's gonna be hard to move that shit all the time. You're probably gonna have the uh, the chamber match back to back. You know, because they can put the uh, glass back into the goddamn uh, chambers that have been broken. So the semi main, the semi main event was gonna be the last actual match that's not done with. The chamber is going to be Roman Reigns taking on Sami Zayn anyway. It's guaranteed, you know. All right. But yeah. Well, anyway. that was that was that was raw. Yep, that was raw. Hope you guys like it. See you guys. Bye.